0: My Career Journal, Part 3. Once an entrepreneur, always an entrepreneur. It's a bit like giving birth or falling in love for the first time. You absolutely cannot forget it, and the experience changes you. It imprints on you, and you can never fully turn your back on it ever again. In this episode, I discuss the pros and cons of returning to employment after four years as an entrepreneur. Tune in now. My name is Katherine Ann Byam, and I'm your host. What's your purpose, and how does it integrate with sustaining life itself? For some of us, this question is a deep ache that we spend a lifetime trying to find, perhaps shifting direction as we learn and grow from one path to another. For many of us, our children give us a clear definition. Providing for them becomes our reason for being. For others, it's about enjoying the present moment, ever so fleeting and ever so beautiful. For still others, it can be financial, status, contribution, or impact. In this podcast, my guest and I will share with you tips, ideas, and methods on how to build a career that integrates with who you are and the life you want to lead. We will explore the social foundation on which to build your transition and an ecological ceiling above which we need not climb so that we live not just for ourselves, but for our collective ability to thrive. Welcome to the purpose-driven career podcast, Do What Matters. This is part three of my career journal, as I assess the pros and cons of this momentous transition. Five interviews down, and I still haven't told you how they've been, and I will, I promise, but not quite yet. First, I've got to talk a bit about the mental state that you go through as an entrepreneur who has decided to turn a corner for many valid reasons, but still, the act of looking for jobs fills you with a strong sense of concern about what you are giving up so much that sometimes you forget what you are about to receive. In four years of entrepreneurship, I've missed a few key aspects of working at a big multinational. I've missed the smoking pot, the coffee machine, and the conversations that happen there. It's usually a rare moment in the day where you meet someone randomly and strike up a conversation, and some of these conversations have been game changers or just simply precious moments that stay with you forever. I've missed those precious moments I had with colleagues to collectively winch about your boss or your other colleagues to let off steam, because suddenly you are the one calling the shots in your business, and let's face it, whinging about yourself isn't all that fun. I've also missed events, friendships, nights out, barbecues, but that's been more of a problem of life post-pandemic than it is about life as an entrepreneur. More than 95% of my work since becoming an entrepreneur has taken place remotely. And that's a lot, particularly since 2020. And so in some ways, I miss the in-person physical interactions. I'm a hugger. I love hugs. I love giving them. I love receiving them. And I'm into kisses too. In France, where my partner's from, they kiss two, three or four times, depending on the region but it's a light kiss, a bit of a dance of heads. In Trinidad and much of Latin America, a kiss and a hug is a big kiss and a big hug. Bisou, not beses. Besote, not beso. These are things I've been missing for more than 13 years, if I'm being honest, because that's when I left my roots in the Caribbean to come to Europe and explore my career. I miss also high-performing teams. These have admittedly been rare in my corporate life, but I have had them, particularly when I created them. This is something I still experience as a business owner, but it's different with remote freelancers than it is with an in-house permanent team. All of these things I can potentially have a gain on when I return to employment, but what about what I'm giving up? I came face to face with a few things I haven't missed during a couple of interviews I've had recently. I want to tell you about them now. One. Is it about the business, or is it about impact, or even a balance among these ideas? I've been working for the past few years on the basis of positive impact being at least equal to profit on the scales of decision-making. I've consumed voraciously the work of Paul Pullman and Andrew Winston on their ideas in net positive, but these ideas are still yet to permeate the ranks of business professionals in many organizations. From one side, There is certainly opportunity. With so much change management yet to be done, I can see myself becoming a champion and an advocate for internal change, as I have been my entire career. Yet at the same time, the carbon tunnel vision is a difficult lens to break. And this will no doubt challenge me to dig very deep, to find the energy needed to sustain momentum for all that will be on my change agenda for my potential new role. Let's talk time flexibility as number two. How many people today run side gigs alongside their work? And how many tell their bosses about it? (laughs) So from volunteering to lecturing to further studies or actual income generating activity, there's a lot of activity that happens outside of the day-to-day of your, let's call it your stable income, that perhaps people don't let in on. I'm not a parent, and I have no intentions of becoming a parent, and as such, my side projects are a bit like my children. I have two podcasts, which I absolutely love doing. They are an act of give and take for me. I learn tremendously by doing them, and I also give back by sharing educational and motivational stories with others. I'm not sure whether or not all organisations are ready for this level of activation behind a purpose in their teams, I think this idea is yet to be seen. So this is definitely a complexity of making that switch and transition because now it's public, the things that I do. And how do I turn them off when I don't even feel like it's fair to turn them off because I feel like I'm entitled to have that life outside of my job. Very complicated indeed. Let's talk meetings as number three. Today, I have three days in my work week where no clients or prospects are allowed to book meetings. I do accommodate meetings with my freelancer teams on occasion, and on these days, there are also some networking meetings, but only the types of meetings where I can pretty much be myself and not necessarily be on brand. And that's been an important structure to my work week, and so far, it hasn't appeared possible to preserve even one of these, like one day without meetings, in my return to employed work. That's complicated because one of the reasons I use this structure is to help my neurodiversity. I am undiagnosed with ADHD, but definitely putting in place structures that support people who have ADHD in my own life have certainly helped me as an entrepreneur to be more productive. So this is something that's worth looking into for sure for me as I progress. Perspective. I have privilege that comes from being an entrepreneur. Having worked literally on every aspect of my business and knowing how it all does or doesn't come together, I also know how challenging it is to build a business with no team and then to build it with a freelancer team. Most of my co-workers, when I go into my new role, will not have that perspective and things that I see, insights that I have, can be entirely lost on them if I'm not careful to explain the context. So those are just four of potentially many reasons that going back to work can become a challenge. But let's be honest, any one of these four will be real tangible challenges to overcome. The main question is, will the stability I seek and the ability to leverage even more change than on my own personal platform alone be worth the impact of the losses that I will definitely face? That is an open question. Tune in next week as we go deeper into the transition journey. Thank you for listening. This episode was brought to you today by the Courageous Career Club. Have you picked up your own copy of Do What Matters, the purpose-driven career transition guidebook? To find out how you can get your copy, as well as resources that go alongside it, visit my website, www.KatherineAnnBeyam.com or engage with me on the socials. I'm looking forward to hearing from you.